Hi, this is Dan from Deep Dark Designs, and you're listening to Legends of Tabletop. Hey, welcome everybody. We're uh, into our second session of uh, Dragons Conquer America. The I think it's the Coatl Stone. Yeah, there's a, an introductory scenario in the uh, new Dragons Conquer America game. Uh, that you can find it on Drive Through RPG right now. Uh, you can check out their website. It's burning underscore games .com. I looked that up last time. Links in the show notes. Make sure you check it out. Uh, we've got Kurt, Danny, and me again with Kevin at the helm. Uh, we'll give you a quick recap from last time. Our, our little band of adventurers uh, was able to uh, escape, I guess, sort of wander away from a uh, from a larger group. Uh, we were given a map to a treasure in the uh, deep in the jungle. Uh, as we were making our way over there, we were snagged by a couple of village guards and brought into the village itself. Uh, the village elder uh, had informed us that they were the guardians of the temple. Uh, didn't seem too perturbed that we were going to enter and maybe loot the temple. Um, we were able to, they gave us a key, a riddle key to get in, uh, which we solved. And we have fought a couple of shadow demons while making our way through the temple complex. Uh, the temple itself has iconography carved into the walls. It kind of tells the history of what happened uh, over the last, I don't know, I think it was like a thousand years. The uh, people in the village are speaking in, ancient dialect that we can only roughly understand. And uh, last time we collected the two gold halves of a uh, disc that we needed to enter the main chamber. And uh, that's where we pause. So we're going to pick it up from there and uh, see what happens. Sounds good. So I think you were at the part. So you had placed the, um, the two halves into the stone slab and it had Parted, so you had come into another room, and I think where we left off was at this part. So you're in a square chamber, and it's flanked by four censures in full view. So there is some light thrown across the the room you're in into the chamber, <clears throat> and um, the 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 way the the shadows and the light are getting thrown off. There's lots of carvings on the walls that you'd seen before, and I guess the it's just these coverings are a bit more detailed so that, you know, the, the monstrous feeling you're, you, you get from looking at the carvings in the wall just because they're, you know, they're a bit more detailed and with all the light itself than some of the other ones you'd seen in the pyramid. So there was a stone slab on the floor, just kind of like the one that you had seen at the front entrance, except this one doesn't slide on its own. So there's no separate hand dial that you had done before, but next to that, there is a small moon-shaped pedestal. And on the pedestal, there's an inscription that reads, when the moon turns red, the priest shall rise to his final death. So I think that's where we left it off from before. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. And I think what Kurt had said, so I think what Maria had said is after, after you had read the inscription, I think 
Maria pretty much said if it if it says red, then you know I guess the the assumption is that that's blood. So I think that's what Maria had said after you had read that. So when the moon turns red, the priest shall rise to his final death. Now that we're in this space, um, I remember when we were in the last chamber there was kind of chanting echoing through. Um, is that still going on, or has that died away? And if if it is, can I see where it's coming from? Yeah, so the, 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 that slow, or I'm sorry, that low chanting is still going on, mm-hmm. and it does seem like so. It's a lot, I guess, more intense. I guess is the right word, but you know, before it was just kind of echoing maybe in the back of your mind, but now you definitely it is. It is a lot more focused, and you can tell it is coming from the other side of this slab with the moon-shaped pedestal next to it. So it is coming out from from behind that slab. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in which case, I will move to the slab. This chanting, would it be possible for me to make a, some kind of um, like a religion check to see if it's religious or if it's just the kind of chanting that maybe I've heard amongst the indigenous peoples in a, like a non-religious sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can make a check. Sweet. So let me bring on my character sheet because this is. Yeah, I'm going to check and see. Uh, rights. Rights or is it is it rights or was there a religion one or was it just a right? Rights one? was well, rights is for casting, and I believe religious knowledge. Religious All of my spells are tied to rights, okay. um, or it might just be knowledge. I guess if it's potentially non-religious. Yeah, let's let's do. I mean, because if you're trying to see if it's if it's someone casting or if there's a religious bent to it, because that's what you would use for yours. Mm-hmm. You can use that to, to see, you know, kind of the inverse of that. If someone's doing that on the other way, so that would be, that so would be I've got two cards in the box. So I draw two, mm-hmm. uh, which is a diamond. So John, you were just mentioning this. A diamond is actually uh, a divine. And I'm okay. using a divine check. Is this, how, how does that work? Sorry. So I've, I've pulled the divine card. Does that um, change anything, or is that just we're ignoring it like before? So I think I think that is. So I pull a card, and then I decide on which level it is, whether it's um, was it easy, medium, or hard. And there's a, mm-hmm. a value to that, so I add it to my card. So if you get a certain amount above what is drawn in the bonus, then it would be that. Uh, I'm with you. Success, you know, that I think that's what you're saying, John. You could use that because it, when you do a check, if you're using a card that's your that's attuned to yours, then you get that bonus to it also. I I guess I'm reading my note again, and I'm not sure now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because as I think about it, right? So so maybe my forte wouldn't be combat necessarily. Um, but if we were in a social situation or if we were in like a research situation since I have exploration, which I guess would be things tied to say, um, you know, research or, or perception or something like that, that then I would be able to play that. Cause the note that I have is, uh, the affinity means if it matches the suit and type of action, it says draw two cards instead of one, which is kind of what we were doing last time. So like in combat, if we were playing spades, we were picking up cards cause it matched that action, but that doesn't match the affinity. Because mm. it says draw a... two cards instead of one, keep one, and discard the other, either on back, back on top of the deck or to the discard pile. So I mean, I guess it could still work, right? Because then you would draw two for your check, and you take the highest one. Take the highest one, and then 
Yeah, if it matched, I guess. But why a friend of mine also read the rules, one of my colleagues here, and the way he interpreted it was that if the um, the check, uh, the, the, the kind of game master felt the check corresponded to what you pulled, so say I'm doing a rights check and this I pulled a, um, a divine card, then I would automatically get one of the cards back if I'd spent. Because I'm not spending, it doesn't do anything, I don't think. Um, but if it also correlates to my affinity, I would then get two and I'd choose the one. I just, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, because this is just a blind luck. This isn't like when Maria was using her cards that weren't a, didn't match the action. If this is just a drawing from the top of the deck, if you happen to pull one that matches your affinity, then you should pull another one. So then it's the two and you pick the highest. So that, that yeah. kind of makes sense. And then you add your bonus to that. Yeah, and then that means that you're only sort of drawing cards back up when you're expending them, which stops you just deliberately skill checking every two seconds to gain the system yeah, sure, so sure. that's cool that makes that makes more sense to me in which case then i have got a 14 in total okay so that would be a what was the extreme success on that um oh that sounds promising <laughs> um, so that was um trying to think where the because it goes from pyrrhic to normal, normal critical so that would be a critical critical success so what you're hearing and you know you would cast the spell before for deciphering languages so it's not a spell um so it, the, the language and what's happening isn't a spell it's just a repeated chant and it kind of feeds into what you had heard before from the holy man from the village um, it was just almost, it's almost like a repetition of, you know, I'm waiting for the challenge. I'm here for the challenge, you know, waiting for someone to come and best me. You know, they, you know, they, they, they will come and, you know, finish the prophecy. So it's just kind of a repetition of that. So it, it's not, it, 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 so it's, it's ritualized, but it's not like it's queuing something up so it it's doesn't not, sound yeah. like yeah it's not like a spell being prepared or anything like that but it also it, it it doesn't you know the tone of it isn't aggressive or you know, so there's no outward indication that it's even necessarily reacted to our presence in the room no and it's just you okay. know i i think you know i and it, it, it it doesn't sound like it's aggressive towards you it's just a, a kind of a repetition almost like a mantra over and over again you know i'm I'm doing my job. I'm I'm waiting for the challenger. You know, my job is to wait for the challenger. Hopefully, they will come, and you know, we will see who you know who best that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm with you. In which case, I, I I'll continue studying this while my uh, my two compatriots have a chance to continue. Did Maria say out loud that it was that she thought that the solution to this was blood? So I think Kurt said it, but I didn't know if we had decided if it was Maria that said it or if it was Kurt that said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have said it. I would have said it because I think with her character, I think she would have been like, oh, it's blood. And you know, he kind of looks, she kind of looks like bad at the other two. <laughs> like, well, what are you going to do about that? <laughs> like, obviously, like, my blood is worth it, but, you know, I'm not going to spill any of it. So it's basically just kind of looking like, all right, who's going to step up? So, so, so Sit Lolly looks at you and he's like, uh, let me let me see your hand. Uh, just real quick. Uh, no, 
a million times no. I think I, well, you know what? I don't even know if I trust. I, you know, I think if you, if I know this may be joking, but I bet you, if you pricked your finger, I bet you a coca leaf would fall right out. So maybe, maybe your blood, even though we're, we're all meant to be here. Obviously they're, they're chanting like, Hey guys, come get us. We're here to be defeated so then you can do the prophecy i don't know if that's the for real thing but that you know i had to get the gist of it because everyone's just so relaxed right it's very like oh so you could you know so you're here to beat best everyone get through everything and do it all and tra-la-la there's the dragon you all win it's like why are we even doing this i mean i mean i understand it's a test but it's like isn't it already decided i mean really we're doing it for the treasure. There, the treasure, uh, so we can defeat our enemies. Yes. Well, obviously. What else are you going to do with a dragon? Play chess with it? Is that what you did back then? I don't know. Insert insert game that they used to play back then. Uh, I, I I wish I knew what the name of the game was, where they threw the ball through the stone ring and then they killed the losers. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he says whatever that is. Oh, you mean like you llama? And she would be like, yes. I'm sure the guy that created the system, they would know. So, Probably, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Oh well, uh, he he looks over and he looks at his finger, and you said there might be a coca leaf, and he kind of like rubs his fingers together, and he kind of like looks kind of around like he's sort of lost in thought and he's like mm-hmm. and he takes out the steel dagger jams it into his finger and holds it first he, sque- he looks at it and he squeezes it to see what comes out it's the blood so then he takes it over <laughs> and he pointedly looks at her and then puts his finger I guess like in the in the center of the, the little stone or whatever where, where the pedestal is and just wipes it nice okay. and she's like well done Sitlali Okay, so the the blood from Sit Lolly's finger covers up the moon, and you can see it spread out, and it uh, you know kind of spreads out even more than kind of what you've dropped onto it, and it covers up the moon that's carved into the pedestal. So once that happened, the slab kind of I'm trying to think if it goes. So the slab kind of slides up, almost like a door, and underneath the door you can see a bunch of smoke billing out and. You know, it's it's kind of dark, even though there's some of the censures around you. It, it, it's kind of like dark pouring out underneath the door while it's going up and a bunch of smoke billowing out. So I need all of you to make a courage check. All right. And is this just like a skill check? We're just going to flip one card? Yeah. And then if you have, if you have courage. I have brave. Yeah, I'm trying to think on so that. So I would guess that that would help me somehow. So you have brave as a, okay. On, on one of your traits. So I think if it's a trait, doesn't that give you a, an advantage when you, when you do the check and I'm thinking for this, it would be survival. So it's survival. And then if you have brave, then you would get a plus three to that. Okay. Or so let's do this. So if it's either, survival or discipline because this is you know, holding holding your discipline when something strange is happening to you mm-hmm. yeah i would use discipline for me because i don't know exactly what's on my sheet here i don't know what this but to the right of discipline it has fear written in it 
So my guess is it's she's I don't know if she's I don't it's probably not immune to fear, but she probably has an advantage against it. Okay. Well uh, so I'll throw this out. Okay. Technically under character traits, Brave just says Valorious, forthright, and determined. You press on when others turn tail. You do not avoid danger, but fight it straight on. Does it yeah, say yeah. anything about having positive negative negative effects? I think it's just a role play hook. Oh, it is. Well, okay. So then Thanks a lot, just... John. You could have kept that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so we could let's go with discipline and survival. So either one of those roles. And then I know. Are we spending from a hand? Sorry, I was drawing for the deck. Is that blind draw? This is if you're spending f- from your hand, isn't it? So, well, is it, you have, is it a skill check? Yes, it's a skill check. So that's from so the, the skill deck. Skill check comes it? off the deck. Yeah, it's from the deck, and then okay. however many cards you have, One, two, if you yeah. however many cards for either survival or discipline, and then plus you know the number itself. Okay, yep. I'm gonna go yep. survival because I have three. Okay, well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I have a six total. Okay. I, I have a nine in survival. I got a six of spade. Okay. I got eight in total. Okay. So each of you kind of see that, and it shakes you a bit, but it will not have any. It, so you're you're determined. You're stealing. You know, you know, kind of what you're here to do, and you're determined to do it from a mechanic standpoint. If we're talking about mechanics, if you would have failed that check then you would either have suffered a disadvantage for the rest of the encounter, so that would have been a minus three, I think. Or No, it would have been a minus three, or if you would have critically failed, then you would have just turned around and run away, so just from a, a gameplay standpoint. So all of you are fine. You're not at a disadvantage for anything that happens next, and you're not turning tail, so you're all good to go. So after the cloud of smoke kind of billows out, you see a mummy kind of, you know, coming out through the door. So mummy in a Mesoamerican, South American kind of feel. So it's not the stereotypical bandages wrapped around. It just looks like a desiccated kind of uh, dried out person. So it's not, you know, the the Egyptian mummy kind of thing. Um, So you see this mummy kind of coming through the door. And during this time, you can still hear the chanting. So like Seb was saying before you came in, it's just that, you know, I'm looking for the the people who can finish the task, you know, finish my task. So my job is done and, you know, my watch is over. So this is kind of repeating now. You can hear it louder now as this, as this, um, you know, desiccated, it is human shaped. It is kind of man shaped coming through. So you hear this, you know, while this is coming through. Um, so once he gets through, he kind of looks at the three of you in turn and kind of nods his head and gives a bit of a smile as much as he can for a desiccated corpse. So now I need to know what everybody's. Uh, initiative is. And I think from last time I had Seb was a one, yep. Sitlali was a three, and Maria was a three, correct? That's correct. Yes, sir. Okay. And don't so. forget, Dan, if you want to jump ahead, you can burn a card off your deck and add it, right? Is that what it was? 
I know we did it. I, I think we did it last time. Thing. I'm just kind of Yeah, it must be that in my hand, I would assume. Yeah, so you use one card, and I think you add it, and then you can. Was it add it to your um? Add the value. To your initiative. Yeah, I think you just add it. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna add a three to bring me up to a four. Okay, so Seb is a four. Sitlali is a three, and Maria is a three. Okay, so we have our initiative. So Seb goes first. Okay, I'm going to risk plunging even further into my mana limit. I'm going to cast the spell, um, which is called Exodus Serpent. And uh, you see writhing from the ground around me, out of the stonework, uh, a large... um, I think supersized, I think like sort of medium-sized creatures, snake, um, rise up. That cost me two spirit. Uh, obviously, John, you know what, um, not John, sorry. Um, you guys know what spirit I've got better than I do. So um, I think I'm allowed to cast it. I've got more than two left on my sheet. It's just whether or not I've got negative that you resolve at the, at the rest, I think. I'm not really sure. But I, as far as I'm aware, I can cast it anyway. You have to tell me if something goes horribly wrong. Um, and I think that was, that's that's due to the corruption, right, from the last time. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, because I haven't exceeded my starting mana, it's mm. only I'm allowed to exceed that. Basically, I'm allowed to gain corruption, so I can cast the spell no matter what. But at the next long break, you might um, you might have some bad news for me. Is the way I've understood. Okay. Yep. Um, but either way, I get the snake for the moment. So yeah, I've got a snake up as well. It's got initiative four. Um, I don't know whether or not that goes on, on, on the next round or how you want to handle that. But basically, it's an extra combatant, so it's an independent creature that just acts on my command. So I would think it would attack because you're summoning it now, and if it survives from the next yeah, turn, then, you know, then it would have the, then the initiative would be four. So you know, if it, atta- you know, it can attack now, and then if we go through the round, if it's still there for the next time around, it, it would get- have that initiative four. Okay, um, in which case uh, I have a two plus melee attack on that. So that's my turn, and now the snake's going to go. Um, the only thing I'm not entirely sure about is whether I cast out of my hand or draw for it. For an NPC, I think you are. So this would be considered an NPC. It would be taking the deck. deck, yeah. yeah. Um, ah, unless you're supposed to do that because it's an NPC. Would you rather I did it or you did it? Yeah, I think I think that's from yours. The NPCs, okay. yeah, I think from. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in which case, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this guy down. I'm gonna infer that he's the guardian we're supposed to drop. I command the snake to surge forward. Uh, okay. It goes for him and attacks with a two five. Uh, attacks with an eight. Okay. Nice. So he, he so this is Hahiu. So this is the guardian. Mm-hmm. So he is going to try to dodge this attack, and he is successful with a, an 11. So he dodges this attack. Damn. When, that when was like summons... guys, I, I just fall down and die. <laughs> <laughs> when you summon the thing, so Ollie just jumps back and goes, he was touched by the demon! <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't know that he's actually seen you like perform any kind of magic up to this point. Like you did the the uh, comprehend language thing, but that's not. 
you know, I don't, I don't know if there would have been any real. I don't, yeah, I don't think your character was necessarily watching me that closely at that moment, was he? So probably was overlooked. Um, give me a minute. I'm just going to have some extra traits in this, but yeah, I, I don't think anything too relevant for now. So your action was, <laughs> your action was casting the spell. So, Correct. so yeah, you've done that. Then your summon snake attacked. But Hahiu dodged, so now it is either Maria or Sivali. Do you want to go, Gert? It doesn't matter. Um, Actually, I'm going to yeah, throw I'll go first. Right, I'm going to throw my spear. Maybe it'd make more sense for me to go. All right. All right. So uh, when the thing comes out initially, like he just his mouth drops open, his coca leaf falls to the floor, and then he's like, oh, and he snaps back out of it. He, Grabs another one real quick, throws it in there, kind of like steals himself, and then he just he hucks the uh, the thing at it. So uh, I'm gonna do th- uh, my shooting, which is three. So yeah, yeah, I don't have great cards here. All right, so are, we're adding these ones together, right? Yeah, you add them together. Okay, and so I got to, yeah all the cards, and then to your um, skill, the base skill, and then if you have any pluses, then you add plus three to that. Okay, so I have advantage because I'm mm-hmm. using the Alotl. So uh, I have three, three cards, so that's going to give me a eleven plus okay. three, so fourteen. Okay, and that would be an eleven again. So you hit. Nice. So what? What is the damage? Did you say that was a three for the outlaw, three. or was that a two? Yes, a three. three. Yep. Okay. And I played a four spade, so I drew another card. Yeah, so you draw your card back. Okay. So your spear hits, and you can see him kind of flinch back. Um, he's not s- super mad, so like I said, you get the feel that he's been kind of waiting for this, so he's not He's not kind of beat back mentally by this. So, he, you know, you hit him with the spear um, and he kind of just gives you a look and, like I said, that same kind of rictus grin on his face. And then it is over to Maria. Get him! Um, get him! Go ahead. That's it. <laughs> I keep forgetting about the darn Joker. What, is that, what does the Joker represent again? I always forget. So I think this does you, you resolve your action... And if it's a success or a failure, I think the Joker either adds to the success or failure of, you know, whatever choice you want. Okay. Add or remove a negative concept. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So I won't worry about that at the moment. Um, But I will use, I will, I will um, pull out my sword. I'll look at, um, Hahu and I'll be like, oh, mighty Hahu, I shall release you from your prison. And uh, she'll go at him with the sword. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm using two cards for melee. So I get, holy crap, I get um, 11 plus 6 is 17. Wow. Okay, so that is 12. For... Did you get your plus 6? You have a sword. Does your sword plus 2 uh, advantages? Two pluses next to it? Uh, oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. Uh, it's yeah, three plus two advantages. Yeah, so that's nine altogether from that. 
So you had six oh, so, more to that. Oh, jeez. So, so 17, 6, 23? Yeah, so each plus is a 3. So that's 23. Jeez. And ha, you pulled a 12. So I think this one is a critical success. So from a role-playing standpoint, you lash out with your sword and hit him in his right side, and you can see kind of his, you know, this dried kind of leathery bony arm just kind of fall away um so you hit him and what is the damage on your sword just the the straight number next to the attack is it a three i think um sebastian's is three i assume it's the same okay so with a crit you can either double that damage so it'd be six or you could somehow put him in a disadvantageous position which then would give everybody a plus three. Oh, wow. So, I, I, um, I mean, six damage is a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think I would double the damage. Okay. Let me scribble out what I just wrote down there. <laughs> so you had six damage, you said. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. And so, like I said, we'll still play it from a from a narrative standpoint because it was a critical also you know we'll say mm -hmm. you've severed his right arm kind of right below the shoulder and it kind of falls away mm -hmm. so that is everybody's gone and so it is Hahu's turn and you see him wave his left arm now kind of in front of him and you hear him chanting you for this one you can't really decipher what he's saying but he waves his arm and kind of waves his arm and looks disappointed so from a gameplay standpoint he can summon one of those shadow demons if he pulls a certain number off the top of the deck and he has not pulled that so he's <laughs> he tried to cast a spell and it was unsuccessful maybe it was unsuccessful because he didn't have all the parts to be able to manipulate the spell after Maria's attack. So we are back to the top of the round, and it is Seb and his summon snake's turn. Okay, uh, in which case, Seb charges forward, swinging his blade, um, while he tries to time his attack with his snakes. So let's do mine first. I'm going to go with my sword, and that's three plus plus. Uh, I will burn a yeah, uh, six, which would be uh, nine, twelve, fifteen, I believe is the total. And that's done. And don't forget, you have a plus six automatically, plus your skill, because you get two advantages for the sword, so that's a plus six. Uh, yeah, that's what I've included. So I, I drew, I dropped a six on it, and I've got. Oh, I can drop two, and now I've only got one. No, yeah, I've dropped it to the total is uh, fifteen. Okay. So Hahiu pulls a 14, so he is not able to dodge. So you have hit him with your sword, correct? Which would be three damage, yeah, and it's got piercing on it, so I don't know if he's got light armor or not. Okay, that sounds good. So you take a hit at him again. So that and was, you had, what did we say? We had 14 and you had 15, right? That's correct, yeah. Okay, so it's uh, just a... Uh, Think that is is that a pyrrhic or is that it a is, normal yeah. okay nope one point or higher is pyrrhic 
Okay. So you swing and you hit him. Mm-hmm. And I think that that redounds back to the action, the person making the action. So you go ahead and sub swings and hits and kind of overstrides a bit and kind of knocked a bit off balance. So there's no. So does he have disadvantage on the next yeah, round? So then, for maybe? the next one, it would be a minus three. You would have one or even if, for the next round. If I'm striking someone, saying it's a snake, we can inflict disadvantage on the snake if you want to resolve it right now. No, that's good. Yeah, let's do that then. So yeah, you you go and swing. So you do hit and you hit cause damage, but your action actually puts you in front of your summon snake. So your summon snake would be, do we want to do at disadvantage or he can't attack at all? You're cool. Well, let's do it where he you've completely blocked him. So the snake cannot go in this round. Um, but you, like I said, you have hit him. Um, you see the Hahi, you kind of flinch back a bit, but kind of overextend on your swing, and now you're in blocking your summon snake from attacking. So now it is... Sorry, Snakey. Sit Lolly or Maria's turn. Go ahead, Kurt. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to think of something to say. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, we'll clean all this up and post. Yeah, I know. I was gonna try to. I was gonna try to make it like epic, where she says something every time. But now I'm like tired, and I can't think of it. <laughs> she just like shrugs and just tries to stab him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, let's just say because she's so into the fight, she just has nothing to say. She just is just hell bent on you know doing what 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 we came here to do. So she's gonna come at him again. Um, she's gonna use the sword again, of course. Um, Hopefully, you know, striking a blow as big as the last one, but I doubt it. Um, you, uh, so it's so the the plus is the advantage with the sword. Does that continue on each time? Yes. So you yep. get nine plus whatever my score is for melee plus what I use for my cards. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. Wow, that is insane. Okay. But I think you can choose so, not to play. So, like, if you have three melee, I think – I don't know that you have to play all three cards. I think, like, if you had a six and you're already at a plus nine, I mean, yeah. theoretically, you don't have to play anything else. You don't else have to play anything if you didn't want to, yeah. That makes I think. Sense. She, would never, she would never do that. She'd go all out. So, here we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 15, 16, 21. <laughs> Okay, so Ha Yu, just from a game mechanic standpoint, he pulls two, and he's going to attack back. So instead of dodging, he's going to... She doesn't dodge. She would have a disadvantage if she would dodge, but she's got good good armor, so she wouldn't do that. I think what this is, so whenever whenever you're in a round, and either, you know, whether it's you attacking an NPC or an NPC is attacking you... They can choose either to dodge or to do a counterattack. So he's going to counterattack and has a 24. So he hits, and his damage is a 2. So Your armor the, absorbs that. Yeah, I was going to say, well, do you, have, you have the hard armor, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think, what did we say, John? That's pure because it was a 2. It's I think you need a 3 for a normal victory, right? Or a normal uh, 
I think two, two to four points, two to four points higher is normal. Oh, so, it isn't, so it's just one as a Pyrrhic. Okay, so, <laughs> so Hahi, you counterattacks. You both kind of swing at each other. Um, he hits you, but obviously your armor kind of takes the um, takes the blow from that. So, from a game ex- game mechanic standpoint, like I said, you can always. You can always dodge as many times as you can, but if you counterattack and you hit, or if you counterattack at all, you, you you lose your turn when it's your turn in initiative. So mm-hmm. ha, you took the chance. He hit you. He actually was successful, but there was no damage because of your armor. So he kind of just swings at you and hits, and uh, you feel no effect. And cool. now and she she basically looks down at her armor and just kind of pops her head up and kind of gives her like gives him like a all-knowing kind of smirk or whatever so and it kind of gives you a really creepy smile back at you so <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason even though she's like you know like a heavy catholic religious or whatever she's for some reason is is not not affected like negatively towards it she's more like bring it on kind of like <laughs> okay so now it is sitting long time <clears throat> He yells at Maria, you, you are the chosen one of the chosen ones. <laughs> and then he runs. So, like, what's our placement on the floor? Is there a way for me to get behind him? Because what I'm trying to do is get advantage on this since he's, like, it's four on one. <laughs> yeah, so I, he, he came so that, you know, you were in this this big open room and then the door opened up and he came through the door and he didn't stop like at the door he you know this is kind of what he's there for so he came right at you guys so there is room behind him if you want to try to get behind okay my other question would be is my spear sticking out of him still (laughs) so what did you get on that was that a you got a normal success right yeah yeah i don't think it was anything special okay so let's just say for a normal success it kind of just dropped because he is kind of ropey and leathery and so you hit him and he took the damage and it kind of dropped out. So it's not like he's a big corpulent guy where he'd be stuck inside or anything. So the spear kind of just did, did drop and hit the ground. And it's, you know, it's close enough because he's rushing at you guys. He's not in a defensive stance or anything like that. Okay. So what could I make an athletics check to grab it off the floor and then spend my action to throw it at him? Because yeah. my other option is just use a dagger or just to, Stab him with the spear. So, yeah, an, an easy check would be I pull a card plus zero. Let's do I pull a card plus three. So that would be a little bit of a difficult one. So yep. let's do that. Yep. Totally fair. Go. All right. I pulled a five of hearts. Okay. And what is that added to your skill? Uh, my, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, no. So I can pull three if I have three in athletics? If they're If they're all blacked out, yes. Okay. So I will do that. Uh, five is the best. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so as an athletics check, it would be eight total. Okay, so he, he pulls an Oh, no, actually, this isn't him. It's just a check. So this is an eight on the check. And I think we said Ty goes to the runner. So you actually were able to pick up the spear. Okay. So he just, like, hunkers down, kind of, like, uses Maria as a shield and kind of, like, runs by, picks up the spear. And, like, as he's moving away, he's loading it up, and he throws it from, like, Two feet away, as hard as he can. Okay. All right. So my shooting is three. All right. So eight, ten. It's going to be a 13 total. 
Okay, so Hahyu can dodge. So even though he took his action, he can still dodge, and he got a mm -hmm. 15. So he is able to dodge your spear. So your spear kind of flies by him. He, you know, he kind of leans to the side. It's not too far away. You know, it kind of hits the wall behind. But like I said, you're all still in close quarters, so it's not like it's gone 15 feet away or anything. So, you know, for the next round pulling it back you can you know if from a game mechanic standpoint we can go ahead and make another athletics check for you to get that but he does dodge out of the way for that okay so he's so just kind of like he leans to the side um and the spear goes by so for hahiu since he already did his counter attack he's not able to do his wavy his left left arm around so he kind of just stands there, not taking a defensive position per se, but he's kind of just standing there waiting for, for whoever comes at him next. And like I said, uh, maybe the smile was a bit misplaced. Maybe he's always got that kind of weird rictus grin on his face, but you know it does look like he's smiling at you. So we're back to the top of the order, and it is Seb's turn. Seb and Snake's turn. Okay, um, I'm going to swing as hard as I can for his vulnerable side where he's lost his arm. Uh, I've got a six, so I'm going to add my two for it for me. It would be a, and then I'm going to add three, six, nine to it. I've got a 17 in total to my hit. Okay, so Hahiu seems to kind of trip or stutter when you swing at him. Mm -hmm. um, so you do hit. From a mechanic standpoint, he pulled an ace and a two on top of his confidence skill. So that was really bad on that one. Wow. Okay, so you do hit, and what is your damage for your sword? Is it a three? It would be three, yeah. Okay, so you swing, and you kind of cut through, and it's almost like you do the cinematic, you know, you hit. On, so you hit on his right side where the missing arm was, so there was no mm -hmm. kind of block for where the sword's coming in to hit his body. So the sword kind of cuts through kind of shoulder height and you know carves through his chest and kind of comes out the other side, kind of around on his left hip. You kind of go at an angle. So you kind of sever him in half, and you see that the kind of pieces fall to the side, and while it's falling you can still hear him chanting. So the chanting gets a bit stronger of, you know, the, the chosen ones are here. The chosen ones have accomplished the task. My duties are done. Um, like I said, it always seems like he has that kind of smile on his face because it's kind of dry. <laughs> it's dried into his, his skull and skin. So, you know, you sever, you sever him in half across there and, you know, the pieces fall apart and, he collapses to the ground and once he hits the ground you know there's a bit more of that smoke billowing out from him and then you just see you know him he, he lays still so you have defeated the guardian of the temple good job lads <laughs> <laughs> yeah maria's like well done Saba. So, case my snake just turns him and starts devouring him until it's uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh it's no so once he hits the ground, okay, yeah, so once he hits the ground, 
you kind of hear some rumbling, you know, further up in the pyramid. So it's not rumbling as in, holy crap, the whole pyramid's coming down, but you do hear some kind of shifting or some noise, you know, further back the way you came. So right now you, you've defeated Hahiu, the guardian of the, of the pyramid. He is laying in front of you and the snake's kind of poking around and the, the, the snake kind of seeing some glittery stuff around the mummy, uh, the former mummy. And you, like I said, you can hear some kind of shifting noises further back where you came from. Can I make a perception check to see the shinies? Yes, you can. All right. Oh, so I got a joker. So yeah, this gets this card and I draw another one? Yeah, well, you hold that joker and then pull another card. Okay. All right, so the high was a six with uh, three for my perception would give me nine. Okay, so the check was an eight. So with the joker, then we're going to make this as in you get uh, an advantage or disadvantage added on to it. So <clears throat> you see around him the mummy. There's a bunch of jewelry kind of that, that was draped around his neck and his wrists and things like that. So from what you can see, there's about, and I don't know what this conversion is. We'll have to look afterwards. But there is 200 quatchly worth of jewelry on the mummy. Hmm. Um could the advantage be that I snag most of it without them seeing it? If that's what you want to do, that's let's do you, you, you played the card and you got the advantage. So let's do that. So you can get, let's say 75% of that. So what is 75% of 200 would be 150 quatchly worth of jewelry you snag and secrete around yourself unless anyone who makes a check, but I don't know if anyone's, you just finished from a battle. I don't know if they think you were going to kind of pilfer anything right off the bat. So you have, so Sitlali has 150 Quatchly. We'll have to figure out how much that's worth later. Yeah, yeah. But everyone else can see kind of around while you're looking at the the body and doing your you know five-finger discount. There's about 50 Quatchly left that Maria and Seb can see. Okay, so he, he kind of like pokes around. He looks real quick. He, like he's bent over so his back is to them and he kind of like pockets it real quick and he turns around. He holds up like one brace and he goes, I only found I only found this. Uh, no no key, no no other treasure. Just just this. And he holds it out. Good good job, Sid Lolly. And I'm sort of still looking the other direction. Nice. Uh, no, you you did good. You, you cut him in half. Yeah, you defeated the Guardian. We all contributed. Oh, yes, yes, of course. I mean, we all did something. At, at this point, my, because uh, it only lasts for a couple of minutes, my, uh, beneath your feet, my snake, which is coiled up quite happily, starts to writhe and scream and then really smoke and just disintegrate into a dried up husk, <laughs> pulling your attention that way. He jumps up and just like, ah! And runs like towards the door that the, that the dude came out of. <laughs> Clinking the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> Maria Maria turns to uh, Sebastian and is like, well, that's a little more disturbing than Silali's personality. <laughs> so, so Okay. So, so what do you yeah. think this what do you think this noise is? Is it like a grinding, like something's moving within the structure? You are correct. 
but it sounds like it's coming back. It's not so the so where the slab lift up lifted up where Hahu came out of. Mm-hmm. There's not a room in there. You know, there was the big room you were in with the four censures. You know, where you're looking in, where all the smoke was billowing out, it almost looks like there's kind of a staircase in there. And from where you see it, kind of just it, le- it. So it's a staircase leading up. So it leads up a bit, and then you can see it kind of bending off to the left from where you see where you're at now, and where the the, the grinding noise, you know, kind of echoes throughout the pyramid. But it does sound like it's coming back. It's coming from, you know, kind of back where you had come from previously. I'll pick up the um uh, that the bracelet. Silari offered me a moment ago and kind of say, I don't know about you lads, but I came here for much more than this paltry offering and kind of nod towards the stairway. Yeah, Silali like pokes his head from around the corner because he's like partway over there already. He goes, ah, yeah, there's a stairway over here. Uh, uh, we, we follow this to the, to the rest of the treasure. I think this is where we'll find our egg. His eyes narrow at you. <laughs> yes, yes, this way. <laughs> this way. Okay. So you guys are going to go. You're going to go up the steps in the room. You're not going to go backwards, correct? Just so I heard you right. I think. I think up. That's what I'm going for. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like I said, the, the, the stairs kind of you know they lead up and kind of bend to the left. And when you're walking up, you know, compared to the rest of the temple, there's really not the things you have seen before. So it is a. The, the stairway goes up and kind of bends to the left, and it is a hallway that's kind of taking you almost like, you know, backtracking the way you came, almost from a, a you know a higher level. But there's really nothing there. There's no, you don't see anything on the wall. So there's not any carvings. You know, you're not seeing anything like a codex on any of the walls. It's just a complete blank hallway back with really small. So where the centers before in the hallways were a bit bigger, and you know the, the big stereotypical iron grates with coals and then these are just kind of set into the walls in a space but you can see it's leading you kind of back the way you came um almost like you're walking above all the other rooms you came to so you're going to walk to the end of the hall and when you get to the end of the hall you're almost on a platform you you, you come out of a of an archway you didn't notice before above where the stone disc was the portal into the main entrance it's almost like a almost like a patio like a a, a a viewing area above that and there you see a pedestal that has opened up and the sun is shining down on an oval shaped stone in the middle of this pedestal and the pedestal almost looks like you know the it, it kind of sunk down in this little this middle part of the pedestal is still sitting there and in the middle of that, you see a big, gorb sh- a big orb-shaped stone, and with the sun kind of glinting on it. Is is that the is that the treasure? This this must be the treasure. Yeah. Um, are there any signs of uh, not not necessarily even just traps, but anything suspicious about the room? Um, and he's racing out from my side because I will grab his wrist if he is. <laughs> it's out of room. So it's, it, you know, you, you've come out of the hallway and you've, and you've exited an arch. So it's almost an open area 
but when you look over the edge, you can see kind of where that po you know the the original four wheeled portal was coming in. So it's a it's out open to the air. It's just higher oh, up. You. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, really, it's higher up. But the, you know the pedestal is kind of yeah. in the middle. And, you know, it, it looks like there was almost like a slab around that kind of dropped away into the floor, and in the middle is mm -hmm. a pedestal holding this you know big gourd shaped oval shaped stone. And like I said, the it just happens that the sun seems to be glinting right off it. It's a at a perfect angle. Yeah. Maria's Maria's like it's beautiful. Yeah, so so Sitlali will start to kind of like so when we come at his head's like between you guys are both standing there like shoulder to shoulder, his head's like looking around <laughs> over between the two. He goes, um, ah, who, who? There's only one, one treasure. So, ah, he starts walking forward towards the towards the pedestal. Well, if I haven't seen anything, I I just let him go. I don't intervene at all. Okay, so. Uh, Seb's kind of just hanging there watching Sit Lolly. Does Maria want to do anything? Uh, Maria's going to follow him. She'll just like, he, it's like, like when, you know, like a, a parent follows a gleeful child. Just kind of <laughs> let him go and be like, okay, well, I'll come with and we'll see what it looks like. And if anything bad starts to happen, then she'll grab him or something. So, okay. So Sit Lolly's taking the lead. So Sit Lolly, can you make me an athletics check? Oh, that doesn't sound good, but I certainly will. <laughs> oh, first three cards are You're real bad, gonna, guys. You're going to die first. <laughs> I, I need to shuffle because I need one more card, and hopefully it's a six. <laughs> it is a six. Fuck yeah. All right, nice. So that would be nine, uh, three, nine, twelve. Okay, so you were checking against the five, so you were good. Um, and I think this was more, from a game standpoint, this wasn't any kind of breath, weapon, any kind of thing. It was just more uh, make sure you didn't trip and knock the thing off the pedestal. So, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it wasn't a death trip. That, that would have been... That would have been... <laughs> Sit Lolly's like best thing ever. It was written in the books. Oh, they they went, they defeated Hehu, and then they knocked it over the edge. <laughs> oh my gosh! So awesome. you are up. Sit Lolly gets up to the pedestal, and Seb and Maria notice that there's no nothing was tripped or anything. No nefarious traps along the way. So Sit Lolly is now at the pedestal with the kind of orb. It says gourd shape, so I'm thinking. I guess a pumpkin's a gourd, right? So let's go stereotypical American. Let's go. It's a big ass pumpkin-looking thing sitting in. Let's Halloween's come close to Halloween. Sitting in the middle of the um, in the middle of the pedestal. Hmm. So he he kind of like sidles up next to it, and then just like reaches out a hand to like poke it, and then if nothing happens, he kind of like runs his hand over it. Okay. Yeah, nothing happens. You just see that it's kind of shimmering. You know, like I said, the light, the light's hitting it at a perfect time of the day. Um, but yeah, there's no, there's no effect when you kind of touch it or poke it or anything like that. So, so he knocks like he wraps on it. Mm -hmm. No effect. So nothing happens. Why? When you smell um. it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Maria. Maria actually bends down and puts her ear against it and sees and sees if she can hear something. 
you let's do a check for that so what is okay. perception let's do a perception. i have a question before we do this check yep go ahead so since we're out of combat do i mm -hmm. draw up to my seven cards before i do the skill check or yeah so we're, we're at the end of the scene so if you guys want to pull up from your deck to fill out your hand okay. if you are all right so i'll do that first i'll get my hand first before i okay. do this check because i'm sure it will affect what i have so and I don't want to cheat. I don't want to like look and be like, "Oh, those were good cards I had. I should have used that for the check." And even says in there, "Don't don't look through your deck." Well, some people will be very greedy about that. Okay, so I've got my seven. And then, what kind of check? What kind of check are we making? We say perception. Perception. Okay. So I have a three plus a card. So I take my card, and that is a seven. Okay, so you, you don't really hear anything. So it just, you know, it, it it looks like a jewel, but it doesn't, you know, it's not like diamond or anything. It does look like it's almost, almost like it's a non-work. So if you were, I guess, you know, if you've ever seen a diamond or an emerald or anything before it's been worked by a jeweler, it just kind of looks like a, but, you know, this one's kind of gourd-shaped. It's, you know, a bit oval, a bit round. Um, there's no like, sharp edges or anything to it. Um, so it looks a bit inanimate object, but it also has a look to it that it's not necessarily totally inanimate, but there, you know, you do not hear anything coming from it. Okay. Um, another question. So I'm a noble person, so I've seen lots of things. Is Does this remind me of anything that it would just pop into my head and be like, you know, this is this might not be, you know, pure gold, but it might be something that's worth more than it seems? I think just from, from what the holy man told you and from what Hahi was saying and the fact that, you know, this temple is the temple of the Kawatli stone, you would know the Kawatli is you know mesoamerican for dragon so you're mm -hmm. assuming you know either it's a big unfinished jewel that they call a dragon stone or you know this is a you know dragons conquer america and, you know in europe there are dragons so i don't know necessarily if you would have seen in the past you know a dragon egg or anything like that but you know you're not thinking oh this is a big amethyst or this is a big emerald you're thinking, okay, this is a big stone kind of thing that could be something else. And to you, I guess that maybe that mystery is what makes it more valuable than if it was just a big diamond kind of sitting there. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> Maria's not one to usually joke, but she's like, do we have anything to carry this in? Uh, are we just gonna around. yeah are we just going to carry this like hey look at this big thing i have you know i mean so is, so, so, is there a is sorry. there a lock or i'm trying to think let's look on everybody well, i was gonna say sit lolly just tries to pick it up see how heavy it actually is so what is sit lolly's um what is the what is your athletic value sit lolly uh, my base is three. Okay. So you try to pick it up and it kind of shifts around a bit, but it doesn't, you know, it, it kind of lifts a bit from the pedestal. You know, you're getting a bit of purchase under it, but you're not 
completely able to pick it up by yourself. Okay, so he just gets in and he grunts and he kind of groans. He's like, he looks over at Sebastian. He's like, ha, maybe you, you can pick it up. You you are um, much bigger and and stronger. Yes, yes. Uh, You carry it back down out of the temple. You, sir, have not seen my character sheet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually quite a bit afraid of an older. Maria gives gives him a side look like, um, excuse me. Just because I'm a woman doesn't mean that I can't do it. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, so go, you try. Go ahead. Oh boy. So what is Maria's athletic score? Uh, her athletic score is a four. Okay. So Sitlali kind of gives it a shake, and you can see it move a bit. Uh, Maria comes over and you know tries to pick it up. Or shift it so Maria gets a bit more purchase than Sit Lolly did. You know, it, there's a bit more clearance under under the pedestal when Sit Lolly picks it up, um, but it still seems to be to defeat you. You, you know, you, you you bend at the knees, you keep your back straight, you do all the proper stuff, and it still seems to be a bit heavy for Maria to lift. So she kind of looks at both of the uh, at Sit Lolly and. Uh, Sebastian is, but in like, well, this is going to this is going to pose a problem. Ah, uh, well, if, if it's a if it's a dragon, uh, we wait for him to to hatch. Is he is he ready to to come out? And he starts knocking on the thing again. Dragon. <laughs> Let's do a. I was going to say preparedness, but that's probably not on this wrong show. game. <laughs> Exactly right. Um, hey, I don't know if it's helpful. Page thirty-four has the rules for collaborative actions. Yep. But it looks like it's like a one. It's like an instant resolve task. I don't know if it would count for carrying something a protracted distance. You say thirty-four. Thirty-four. I've got yeah. Under the advanced rules in the little side box. So I was going to do. Oh yeah, lifting a companion to get into safety. So yeah, that probably would apply or could do. So, I, so from a game standpoint, um, in the game, you needed a five athletics to lift it. So if we're going to go collaborative, then I don't think we have an issue with that. I was going to do a check to see if you guys have anything other than just two of you kind of humping it around in between you. If you could lift it up, you know, almost like if you had like a bag, you know, almost like a rope bag or something that, you know, the two of you could sling it in to carry it because obviously i think if we're going to go with five and i think we've got four and three already you you both definitely would be able to carry it together i'm just trying to think if there's anything you can carry if you guys each want to carry it you know with your hands under each side of it i guess i'll leave it up to you or if you want to do a check to see if you have a sling or something that you can each throw over a shoulder and carry it so whatever narratively either one of you would like to do well, do either one of you guys have a cape, like the NPC characters in the uh, in the back of the book, like that standard kind of like short? I haven't got any equipment aside from the weapons on my character sheet. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure where the picture of region is. I hadn't conceptualized anything like that. Well, it's just so like a, I guess like a typical Spanish conquistador. You just got him with the sword, the shield, boots, you know, the armor, the metal chest plate, but then he also has like a short, uh, or maybe it's a full length cape. I definitely hadn't envisaged that. 
It seems to be unfair to retcon it. We should have just made the snake eat it slung over your shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm assuming I'm assuming Sit Lawa doesn't have too much uh, accoutrements on him, so... No, no. I would like to think that if we came here to plunder, we might have brought some equipment for it. Yeah, that's right. So let's do a check, because I was assuming if you guys were coming to find some treasure, you'd have a... Something. Exactly. Something to throw some stuff in. You just wouldn't have whatever little measly pocket you had in your thing. So um, let's do Seb. Let's... Do a check against. I'm trying to think what we have. Let's do explore because if you're an explorer, you're going to have an extra bag hanging around. So let's do a check against explore. So whatever your base score is, and then if there's a card to that, and if you have any um, bonuses. So sorry, how would I derive that? so it, on your on your sheet, do you have explore, or is that just on that? No, it's, it's those it's, are the affinities. I got yeah, you. Yeah, that's not a specific skill associated with that. Do yeah, I ha- I have explorer as one of mine that looks like it's like written into my character yeah, sheet. So that would be so that would be your affinity, right? Is that one of your traits? Yeah, so I think so. So let's have Maria do a check for explorer to see if she has. Some some loot material to put a treasure on. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> so that's a that's a two, but it's a club, so it's an exploration. So that that's a uh, advantage, right? You pull another card and pull the um. You would pull another card and pick the highest one. Okay. Well, I'm guessing it's probably higher than a one. A six. Yay. There we go. That's a lot better. So that would be a seven total. Okay. So Maria pulls out a kind of reed ropey kind of bag with, you know, some long loops on it. So if you guys want to, guys and lady, you can, Maria and Sitlali can lift the stone into the bag and then the two of them can kind of carry it. They each can grab a strap. Yeah, I okay. saw Sebastian's uh, character sheet, and he will not be helping. So, okay, so I forgot he was old. Yeah, well, you say that my guy's pretty feeble. I'm wondering whether or not, like, if if something was to jump out at us, I feel like I'd much rather I wasn't bag duty than <laughs> the one that is true. That is true. Well, if you if you decide to, you can take my spot, and then I can lead, so I can fight because I'm a better fighter. Yeah. I think that might make sense. And plus, my guy would never allow a lady to carry, to do the heavy lifting. <laughs> as much as he may struggle and sweat and curse. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and, and she would, she, you know, normally she'd take offense, but, you know, she's, she wants to fight more than anything. So. <laughs> In which case, I'll do that. I'll grab one half of it. So I'm assuming with Seb and Sit Lolly carrying, Sit Lolly's going to be a bit jumpy and maybe running a bit <laughs> forward from Seb and maybe dragging him along. So that's kind of the, the feel I would get from that. <laughs> Very likely. It starts that way. And then, you know, after a little bit, he's just like, <sighs> and he starts like dragging his feet on the ground. So he's kind of like shuffling. To keep well, I, I like to think I would, have, I would have got on the front. So you're sort of pushing me along as I'm trying to hold oh, you <laughs> Sorry, uh, I thought we were going faster. No, I, it's fine. And then, like a minute or two will pass, and he bumps you again. He's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, that's my my fault." Yes, uh, 
Uh, no worries. Good job. Maria shakes her head and is like, we're the chosen ones. Yep, we're the chosen ones. All right. Okay, so you guys are starting to walk back from kind of, the, like I said, where you were looking, the the area you were looking at was kind of looking down towards the village side, so where you came up from. So you kind of, you look around and see there's really no kind of way down. So when you turn around and look the other way, you kind of realize you're on the top of the pyramid um, and you can look out back towards, you see a bit of jungle. And when you look a bit further back out, you can see kind of the coast and the oceans where, you know, the ocean, you know, kind of where you landed when you first came in. And when you do that, you notice there's a ship now moored on the coast that wasn't your small ship. So when you look back, you kind of realize that the ship out there is the ship of Captain Lorenzo de Medina, who is kind of the leader of the mercenary band you are still a part of. I mean, you're doing some kind of side projects, but you know, you still are part of his band, his band of mercenaries. And you notice that the rest of that quote unquote Spanish expedition has arrived. So, you know, you, a couple of you are Spanish. Sitlali, I'm assuming, is full native, but you know, the, the mercenary band is being led by a Spaniard, but he's, like I said, he's kind of a free agent. He's not completely on the side of the crown or the natives. He's just kind of a free agent for hire. But you do notice that you know that ship has arrived when you look back and look at the coast this podcast is a proud member of the legends of tabletop broadcast network for more gaming related content please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com